0: there is more going on than you know, there are unseen universal forces at work. The law of attraction is just one universal law that plays a part in shaping your reality. But there's so much more to know. If you knew how to engage all the universal forces, you could deliberately create the life of your dreams. Joshua, a group of non-physical teachers, explains the laws of the universe and how the mechanisms of physical reality actually work. They are channeled by Gary Temple Bodley, and each week, Gary and a group of students discuss how they are affecting and enhancing their lives every single day. This is the expansion of the law of attraction. This is the Teachings of Joshua Roundtable. We're thrilled you're here.
1: Hi, everyone. Before we start this exciting episode today, I just want to tell you a little bit more about Joshua's Unlimited Abundance Bootcamp. We have now been doing three bootcamps. We're getting ready for our fourth one coming up in July. And it is unquestionably the most life-changing thing I've ever witnessed or been a part of. I am now going to be taking my fifth bootcamp. This bootcamp was channeled in December of 2018. We had the first boot camp on January 4th. The second one started January or February 7th. And the th- third one started in April. The fourth one is starting July 8th. And you have a chance to get in on this now. Simply send me a email to joshuateachings at gmail.com. And I will send you some information and we'll have a conversation about it. You can talk to me directly about this, as well as any other previous bootcamp member. There's been about 50 who have gone through and every single one of them has had some kind of life changing experience as a result of the bootcamp. It is unlike anything you've ever seen before. It's a eight week intensive course that we take together as a group. We go into it during week one, everyone has a coach. There's reading material, there's homework, there's assignments to do every week we have coaching calls, we have special Joshua lives, and it all culminates in an eight-week intensive kind of process. It takes you from wherever you are now vibrationally and it moves you step-by-step, week-by-week to a completely new idea of what life is all about, what you're all about, how the system of physical reality actually works, what the laws of the universe are, And it teaches you how to engage in those laws to become the most effective and less limited version that you've ever been. Once you do this, once you become effective in understanding how to work with the laws of the universe, as opposed to how we all did it before, including me, how we were sort of living in opposition of how the system works, you step into your true power you receive the keys that engage the law of attraction. Keys that you may have understood them to some extent, but because of this process, it's an active participation process, you realize how the system works. You realize what you were doing to limit yourself, and you simply drop those limitations. You become highly effective. So the next bootcamp starts early July, We're getting everyone ready to go. There should be about 50 or 60 people in this boot camp. You can be in this boot camp too. But you have to send me an email, joshuateachings at gmail.com, and you have to talk to me about it. Make sure you're ready. Make sure that this is something for you. We'll have a conversation. I'll explain it to you in detail, and we'll go from there. Don't let your fear stop you. If you have some inkling that you want to move in the direction of who you are, if you want to find your soul's purpose and develop yourself as an effective co-creator with the universe to create the life you truly desire, the life that I have found, the life that others have found, well, join us. All it takes is a simple email to me to get the process started and we'll go from there. But push past your fear and send me an email to joshuateachings at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to this and enjoy our episode. Hello everyone, welcome to the Law of Attraction Roundtable. I'm your host, Gary Temple Bodley. I'm excited again because we're doing another Joshua and Friends episode. There's so much fun and I'm here again with Kimberly Late. Hi Kimberly.
2: Hi, hi everyone.
1: Kimberly, as you probably know, channels the beings of the light <laughs> And this time, Joshua came through, right?
2: Yeah. So ascended Master Yeshua, more commonly known as Jesus, but without the religious connotation.
1: Right. And this is um, what we do on this on this you know special episode: is each channel Joshua and in this case, Joshua um, answers a question from someone in our community. Uh, This time it's Pernilla. And then you get to see both perspectives. And neither of us have seen the other's answers. You sent me yours yesterday, but I haven't looked at it yet. And I just sent you Joshua's answer. So it'll be fun to compare the two. (laughs) And I did notice that they're both pretty long answers. So we're going to jump right into this pretty quickly. This subject today is about your parents. As adults, we have parents And in this case, Pernil is talking about her father, and she realizes her father's her her greatest teacher, but she always gets bound up in emotion and fear whenever he comes over to visit or whenever they get together because, like a lot of parents are, they tend to be critical. And why are they being critical, and why can't they just accept us as we are? Well, that has to do with fear, so we're going to talk about that subject. My father is the same kind of thing for me. And I figured out how to deal with, with my dad, and it works out really good. Uh, so we'll talk about our parents. Are your parents still around, Kimberly? They are. Yes. How far away do they live from you?
2: Um, ooh, my mom lives about six hours away. My dad about a couple hours away.
1: And how often do you see them?
2: Mm, not as much as I would like, but, um, you know, every – Maybe a few months maybe or more. Yeah. My, my dad, my mum a bit less because she does live a little bit further away.
1: And yeah. what do they think about you, you as a channel?
2: Oh, well, <clears throat> um, my mum finds it very interesting. <laughs> um, my father actually is very supportive. He himself has had some experiences when he was younger. So, yeah, he's really into this kind of esoteric stuff. It's kind of funny because I'm more into the kind of esoteric knowledge of in mystery of ancient Egypt and my father's more into the ancient Greek um, hermetic stuff. And, um, yeah, so it's kind of cool. I can see how he was my dad. I can see how I chose my family. You know, my sister's the same. She's in the mix with all this. So, um, yeah, no, it's kind of, you can kind of see how we did choose up families.
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah. Well, it was interesting. My brother and his wife became super born again Christians And what happened was that their daughter, they were all, uh, had a campfire and they were smoking pot and Mm. she walked into the fire and someone else Mm. grabbed her before she hurt herself and they just said, oh my God, we're terrible parents and we got to do something. We got to stop this lifestyle that we're on. So they quit drinking and smoking pot and started going to church and became super religious and super Christian, so much so that they quit their church to start another church. And my brother went to, he took a trip one time to Thailand to try and convert Buddhists into Christianity, which, mm. which is a funny thing to do. I don't think he was very successful in that. But anyway, so it took me a long time to come out to them. I came out to everyone else but them, but it was, it was like coming out of the closet. And they were, like everyone else, totally supportive. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you
2: don't think it as well, especially if, you know, like my mum, for instance, she's, you know, has a religious background. So, you know, in the back of your mind, you think, how are they going to you view this? Especially the people closest to you. Right. They're the ones that you feel like they may judge you the most, even though you know they're the most supportive. So, you know, <laughs> I was very pleasantly surprised when I came out to my family about
1: yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so do you have this criticism from your parents that Pernilla house?
0: Um,
2: not really. Um, no. I'm lucky in that regard. My family's been quite supportive, I think, with everything. So I haven't Yeah, not nice. not maybe, yeah, not for supportive. I'm just trying to think of any times where they haven't been supportive. They've been supportive with me through everything. Even if, for instance, this stuff, maybe you not know, my family will can understand it, but they still watch it, listen to it, you know, they're still interested in it because they're still supportive of me. Um, yeah, so That's I'm great. very lucky in that regard.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I had, um, you know, I was, you know, with my father, I was always trying to get him to appreciate me, which was a big theme, theme in my life was I was always doing things for people for the sole purpose of getting appreciation back. And mm-hmm. I had tons of manifestation events, tons of big ones about how I wasn't being appreciated, right? And one of them was with my dad. So um, we had this tumultuous relationship. A lot of things happened. But at, you know, at one point, he's now back in Florida, living in an apartment, a condo that I own and pay for. And I, when I had my appraisal company, he worked for me in that. And so I had him in this beautiful condo on a, on a Jack Nicholas golf course. He's totally in the golf. So it's this beautiful golf course view on, you know, big furnished condo. And I've had him there for a while. And so um, there's an HOA fee that I get this, this um, process server comes to my house and says, you're being foreclosed on by the HOA. I said, this is impossible. Always pay the payment. And, what happened was that I had paid three months in advance. They lost, well, they they didn't record that payment. It was processed. And instead of just calling me and saying, you know, where's this payment? They sent it right to the lawyer and the lawyer started foreclosure proceedings. Mm. You know, it's this big manifestation event, right? Yeah. So I said, well, don't go to my dad's place. He's older and he'll freak out. And the guy's like, I have to go. As part of the thing. I can't not go. So he goes in there. I call my dad saying this guy's going to come over. And then, you know, I'm playing poker at the time. I'm renovating houses. I'm into Joshua. You know, I'm doing a lot of things. But poker is this one thing that I'm really into it. And I'm actually making a living playing poker. Um, so he sends me an email saying that I'm a degenerate gambler who doesn't pay my bills. Huge manifestation event.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I'm like, after all I've done, all the stuff I've done, I'm not being appreciated by him. And I've told the story before, but you know, I had this huge urge to kick him out of my condo, you know, which I did not act on. You know, of course, when you fall into a lower emotional state of being, you start to attract urges to change the conditions and you know, you get these thoughts of how dare he and uh, mm-hmm. him and all this stuff, right? And I, I did send him back an email saying that this bill was paid, that it was a mistake, it'll be taken care of, and that I've spent over $100,000 so that you can live in this condo for free, you know, over the time. So that's reacting to an urge to make him wrong. You know, yeah, but once that happened, I started looking at this from a different perspective because I had been in Joshua a couple years now. I've been, you know, in following Abraham as well. I was versed in law of attraction, I was realizing what happened, even though I was devastated by that email. I recognized it was a manifestation event, but I still acted on an urge to make him wrong, and you know, he. Apologized later and it was all fine and everything. He's still living in that condo now. But I completely switched around my approach to my father where no longer do I do anything ever in order to manipulate him into appreciating me. I simply appreciate him and everything Mm -hmm. else and everyone else. Once I made that shift, I get nothing but appreciation back from him now. Nothing but support and appreciation. And, also, everyone else too, as well. So I, mm-hmm. I never do anything to get appreciation because I was realized that's one of my core limiting beliefs that says that I need to prove that I'm good by having people appreciate me. I gave all that yeah. up, and now everything works works so much better.
2: Because they're your mirror.
1: That's right. They're my mirror. Mm-hmm. I had I had I not had that manifestation event because I'd have had other ones that were as intense as that one. I didn't get it the first time I got a little bit more the second time and this was the third time all different people and once that happened with my dad then I made that conscious shift I I processed that limiting belief I realized what I was doing and I could see how that was just trying to control conditions and in order for me to become who I am now which is a spiritual leader and teacher and an example of alignment, I had to process that limiting belief. So without him writing that email, I could not have done it. So I can actually look back on that and be grateful for that event because it totally changed my life and our relationship too.
2: It's not by accident it happened.
1: Nope. All part of the process. It sure so, is. Yeah. So now we're looking at manifestation events from a different perspective saying – Yes, I need that information, thank you for coming. Okay, I feel negative emotion, but I can understand what it's for and look at it from a higher perspective.
0: Mm.
2: And you know, it's really hard to do in the moment, but with practice, you can do it.
1: Well, you absolutely can do it, and but first you have to know what it is, what's yeah. actually happening there. And that's what Joshua and Beings of Light come to tell us. They come to show us another perspective. Once we understand the, what's really going on here, we expand our perspective. When we realize we choose our parents and choose the time and place of our birth and choose this trajectory to be sent on and understand that we're here to explore who we are as an aspect of source, a path of self-discovery, that we're always receiving everything we need, that those manifestation events are part of abundance, you know, it's what we need. And we create situations or situations are created that allow us to see our limiting beliefs so that we can move forward to becoming who we truly are. Yes. It's a perfect system. But if you don't know, know that system, then mm-hmm. your default is victimhood.
2: That's correct. Yeah. And, you know, with the process, with the teachings, you'll, you'll be in the moment, even if you may not know what your limiting belief is, if you can be in the moment... It's hard in the moment, but it can be done, detach from it in the moment and just appreciate this person. Know this person loves you so much. They're giving you this manifestation event or the beings of light call as a test. And if you can see them as your teacher, this perfect love-based being, straight away you raise your vibration and it eases um, that situation. Even if you don't know it in the moment, the situation will change to match your frequency and then allow you to more – be easily go inwards to find out what your limiting belief is. So even if you don't know what it is in the moment, if you can see the perspective that they are your teacher and that this is happening for you, for your expansion, that already assists you with raising your vibration.
1: Yeah. And I would say that the trick here is to, to understand that you're going to receive urges to change the condition. Mm-hmm. They're going to flood in and you're going to be overwhelmed and you're going to want to act on that urge but that's never going to be of anyone's benefit. It's just adding hmm. fear into the situation. So if you can't, if you can't understand the learning belief there, if you can't appreciate them as a teacher, then simply don't act on an urge and step away. And tomorrow morning when you wake up or the next day, when you wake up, you'll your vibration will naturally be higher because you have slept and then you can you can journal about it or do the do the work yourself you got to write it down mm. though at first mm.
2: and that's why meditation is good because oh, yeah. in those moments you can get flooded and meditation really helps to regulate your emotions so you can be more present
1: mm. yes not like like i'm saying meditate every single day mm. so when those things do happen later in the day you will understand what those thoughts are you yes. know you will recognize this is not inspiration that will move me forward. This is an urge, and I'm not going to act on that urge. Yeah. Just knowing that, I mean, that just – if you can just get good at doing that, it literally changes your life. Right
2: it there. does. Yeah. yeah. And it's in its practice. I mean, you know, we all go through this. So even like, for instance, me and you, I'm sure, even though we know this stuff, we can still get triggered, but it might mean that we're able to – see it more in the moment and change it in the moment, you know? So yes. it, it's just practice.
1: Yeah. Good. Well, I'm getting there. Not quite there, but I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly when it's intense around people that are close to you.
2: That's that's right. It's always the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: All right. Let's get into Pernilla's question, and then we will look at yes- Yeshua's answer and then Joshua's answer. Okay. Dear Joshua and beings of the light, before I see my dad, it feels like one part of me goes into defense alert state, and I can watch how my body builds up stress the days before until the visit is over. I have have done a lot of journaling and several written and mental fear inventories during the last years, and it feels like I pretty much have the intellectual understanding of it. I know I have chosen him as my dad, that he's probably been my greatest teacher so far, And a big reason for the trajectory I'm on today. I know that he has no power over me anymore if I don't allow him and that I'm no victim. I know that one part of me still wants his approval and love, which is a false belief, and that I have to give that to myself instead. I know that what I truly fear is the negative emotions I will experience when he says something that I find hurtful. I know that if he should say something that I find hurtful, it's a manifestation event that is, it's for me and that I have the tools to deal with it. I know that it's very rare he says or does something hurtful these days. Instead, there have been signs of the opposite. And all the stress I have built up before has been totally wasted or unnecessary. Uh, Pernilla is in the boot camp. She's gone through the boot camp already. So she's gotten to see things from this different perspective already. She understands what's really happening and that he's a teacher. So that just, that recognition and awareness alone makes such a big difference. Nevertheless, it feels like the survival instinct takes over each time I'm just able to witness what happens. I'm forced to go on the ride with the ego and the body at the same time as I am aware I'm the creator of it all, but not able to do uh, so much different than the last time. So how do I take this intellectual knowledge to an emotional knowledge? and get the body and the five-year-old Pernilla inside me to understand that we can give up this war and skip the defense alert state when meeting my dad. I'm just so longing to be as authentic as possible and accepting both him and me when meeting him in the future. Love, Pernilla. Excellent. All right, let's see what the beat <coughs> of light have to say.
2: All right. <coughs> D1. You are already deeply understanding the being that is you. You are already seeing the higher truths in your situation with your father. You are remembering more the perfect God being that you are. Your journey of awakening more of who you are has led you to this point in this time continuum. You are ready to go further inward. You are ready to embrace more of your true self. You are ready to see more that is beyond the veil, beyond the dream, beyond the illusion. You recognize that your father is your teacher. This recognition is occurring in your mind, but not yet in your heart. You want to move past this perceived issue and embrace your father fully for the perfect being that he is. My dear one, you have fear in opening your heart fully in exploring the truth of your connection with him. You are afraid to fully open your heart because you, you still experience a sense of hurt, a sense of loss, a perceived loss of innocence when you were a child. All hurt, all pain, all suffering is all part of the illusion. And although it may feel very real, my dear one it is only an illusion you feel it as well as you are still existing in a state of consciousness where separation exists where duality exists where wrong and right exists. this is much more than you can conceive fully.
1: yeah so um, we're in this illusion that we're separate and We sort of feel, especially with people close to us, that we have to protect ourselves from uh, harm. Uh, That's emotional pain is what that is. Mm -hmm. Yet the emotional pain is this sense of judgment that we say, you know, you're wrong for not accepting me fully, you know, Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Or I'm wrong because you don't accept me fully. If I was better than I am, then maybe you would accept me. But since you don't accept me, you know, I, I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm flawed. And I so don't want to be flawed anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a hard one. I mean, uh, this is this idea of, of duality. People are either good or bad. Right? That's right. If you judge them as good, it's based on your belief system. If you judge them as bad, it's based on your belief system. They are actually neutral and they're just reflecting back to you how you are feeling about yourself.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And that's right. And, you know, because of the state of consciousness we exist in, we do, you know, we are moving as a collective more into oneness, recognition in our conscious awareness, but obviously we still see separation that's still in our consciousness. So we're in a transitional period and that's why, you know, the most advanced of us are only here today in this time continuum. The most advanced beings came to earth here because of this transition. And even though we might know it in our minds and we can understand these teachings and be like, okay, well, we are all one, but why do I feel hurt? Because we're still in that transition and that those belief systems of wrong or right and duality are still there in a limiting belief patterns. So um, we'll go on further with the questions, but um, you know, recognition of it is one fact, but also practicing, you know, and feeling that they are one. It, it's a—it's a practice and a process. But yeah. you know, recognition is is obviously an important first step.
1: Because of the law of attraction, when we attract a limiting belief, mm-hmm. that limiting belief is with us always. We can't push mm-hmm. it away. We can't lose it. It's always there. But what Mm -hmm. we can do is dial down the intensity of it. And the best way to do it is through self-love. It's Mm self-acceptance. You you don't really even have to be different or see your father different. It's way more about seeing yourself from a higher perspective, seeing yourself as not flawed. Mm -hmm. Because, again, they're just mirrors. That's
0: right. You are
2: on the pathway to remembering the higher truths of fear. The people that trigger you are your teachers. Emotions based on the frequency of fear are still within your belief system. This is why you experience the manifestation of it in your physical body around the subject of your father. The fear itself, although it is an illusion, it is also your teacher. It is not here to punish you. These negative perceptions and emotions are for you. They are lovingly for you. Your father has lovingly agreed to play this role with you, to allow you to go through these tests because you are ready for more expansion. You are ready to explore your journey on a new mastery level. You are such a powerful being. You planned such experiences to explore in your life and you planned the roles pre-birth. Your father loves you so much that he agreed to play this role for you because like you, he knew you would be able to face and overcome these perceived challenges. That this experience of life with him playing the role as your father would trigger and activate more of your divine blueprint into remembering more of who you are and why you are here. Your journey in this illusion will create great expansion, not only for yourself, but it will create much expansion for all that is. Through remembering more of your life purpose, you will affect greatly the expansion of others here on earth in specific, powerful ways as a result of going through these tests.
1: You know, it's interesting because I can see this in her now and I can see it in others now, and they have great difficulty seeing this in themselves. They view themselves from a quite limited perspective. Everyone does. And um, in all the questions that Pernilla's asked and the interaction that we've had together, I know that she is on this path of incredible ascension. And due to her limiting beliefs, she can't see it. A lot of people are like this. It's, you would, you know, you adopt such limiting beliefs that, that overcoming them and getting to this place where you perceive yourself from such a high perspective is this magical thing. Mm -hmm. Yet it's, I could you know, the limiting beliefs are so strong. They're so intense. People will sort of believe them as fact, you know, I can't do this. I can't, you know, Uh, but it just takes practice, you know?
2: Yeah. And you know, she chose her father knowing that she'll be on a certain path to experience these things. She chose her father.
1: Right. We all we all chose our parents were were all in this game together. Yep. That we play different roles in different lifetimes. Mm-hmm. You know the the illusion is so strong, it, because it has to be. Because if we could see through it easily, then we wouldn't have intense you know experiences that cause the expansion that allows to birth these big desires, all these things. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that's right. All right. D1. In higher truth, there is no wrong occurring here or in your perceived past. All is occurring lovingly for you, even if you do not see it in the moment. The way forward for you is to drop down from the ego mind, the analyzing mind, the mind that has old operating systems still existing due to your shared life experience and the collective consciousness you are are plugged into. The way to go further inward, to remember more of who you are, is to live more from the heart center. Living in your heart center will require you to open fully your heart, to open yourself to being vulnerable, to be open to feeling hurt. When perceptions of hurt are experienced by you from this, you will more easily be able to see this as a loving teacher, as a loving collaborator for your expansion journey. You will be able to more easily align to love in recognising in the moment fear is not real. The perceptions of higher truths will assist you further It is time, mighty one, to open more of your heart and open yourself to feeling more. It's through living more in the heart center where you not only align more to the God within, you start seeing more of oneness. You'll recognize more that your father is actually you. This will help in letting go of resistance It is through love where you melt away the resistance. Let go of resistance in your sense of fighting against your belief system. It is there for you. It is assisting you to reckon more of who you are.
1: Right. So this is like any manifestation event. That manifestation is there to awaken more of who you really are. And this is what you intended. So the if you're not going along with who you are, if you're resisting the power of who you are, and all of us see ourselves from a super limited perspective Mm -hmm. compared to who we truly are, right? All of us. And if, if we intend to find our soul's purpose, I mean, Pernilla found these teachings and found the boot camp and enrolled in the boot camp and went through the boot camp. That means she is on a path to discover her soul's purpose, yet she, she's still resisting it because she has a limited perspective of herself, and this is played out in a relationship with her father.
2: Mm. And what I like here is that, you know, Yeshua says to drop down into the heart center, because often when we experience hurt, we like to shut off from feeling. So I can see that she's conceptually, you know, knows these things hip here, but it's like she's because she feels hurt in a way she hasn't fully opened her heart to feel because, you know, opening your heart to be vulnerable can cause more pain or you perceive it'll cause more pain. But it's when you feel deeply is that when you can really obviously deeply love yourself more and you're able to more easily go inwards to find out what your limiting beliefs are. So it's a combination of recognizing your limiting beliefs, but also opening your heart to, the, to feeling it as well.
1: Yeah. And this is what we're all afraid of is feeling those emotions.
0: That's
1: and right. that, that's the reason people try to control things because what they're doing is they're controlling their exposure to negative emotion. They say, well, as long as I can be good, then I'll get the love I need from my dad and I won't feel bad. And so you be good and you don't get the love from your dad or your partner or whatever. And you go, well, you know, I was good and they didn't give me love, so I must not be good because they would give me love. So i have to be different than this even. And I tried so hard to be good and nothing's working. Well, that's because you're inherently good. And what you're doing is behaving in a way you think will cause them to love you. And yet that can't work because you're not being authentic. You're being this, this, this uh, creation you've made that behaves in a way that is not authentic simply to manipulate other people into loving you. And if they do love you, they don't love you anyway because they love this fake version of you that you've created. So now the the alternative to that is to be who you really are and let the chips fall where they may. And guess what happens? If you be who you are and you simply appreciate and love them and don't care if they love you, they love you. It's, mm-hmm. it's totally counterintuitive. And when is. I stopped needing appreciation from my dad and just treated him as authentically as I am, he, was, he changed 180, 100%. Had I been doing this my whole life, we would have had this great relationship all those years. Yeah. Yep. And
2: like with the heart center, it is a very powerful force. And when you're in like a manifestation event or going through a test, if you can, you know, The acceptance, of course, is a vibration of love. So if you can accept what is occurring in the moment, if you can even love that person, see this person as your teacher, because of that frequency of love and opening your heart to what is occurring, you know, you, you automatically raise your vibration and you can see a higher perspective and sometimes you can see a limiting belief in the moment as well. So many of the times we, we tend to live from the mind and we want to control our situation and by going through this teaching, sometimes, you know, we, we do understand this conceptually, but we're still sometimes afraid to fully be vulnerable. Right. Because if we're vulnerable, we have a sense of, we don't have a sense of security because if we can control our life, you know, we feel more secure, but it's actually the opposite. If we can be fully vulnerable, open our hearts, you will allow more of the universe and, you know, to show you your path Right. And you reveal so, it's about trusting, which can be difficult at times, but that, that's why we're here.
1: Well, plus, we've been programmed to be that's invulnerable, right. you know, and protective and victims and all that. Another thing that is helpful here is to realize generally when these people are saying things that you find hurtful, they're responding to their own urges out of fear as well what is happening is their limiting beliefs are being triggered by something you're doing or saying or living or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so they don't like that feeling. They have no tools to deal with it. They don't know what a limiting belief is, and they don't know why they're receiving these urges to change the conditions. And they're just acting on these urges out of fear. If you can see that in the moment, then you can give them a pass. Because all they are is, you know, they, what, what, what's happening is they care so much about you but they mm-hmm. want you to be safe and they want they, they perceive that you're not safe. So this brings up fear for them. And so they receive an urge to change the condition in order to feel safe. And so they blurt out this thing they say that comes from fear and not love. It's not them. It's just a survival instinct mechanism. Mm. Cool. I noticed yeah. you spelled center wrong here in heart center.
2: Oh, yes. And, That's the, and recognize. Uh, yes. <laughs> you have some
1: typos. You clean, clean that up. Kimberly.
2: Yes, no. In, um, in Australia, we go by the English spelling, not the American. So if you do see a lot of writing um, from Australia, you recognize some things are spelled
1: differently. I'm just teasing you. I was born in South Africa. <laughs> I have English family like crazy. So we tease them about their oh, yes. the <laughs> language. Do you have a lift in your apartment?
2: Um, we do.
1: (laughs) Not an elevator. Okay, good.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. What do you feel when you think of that five-year-old girl? What do you see when you look at her? Envision this girl. Open your heart to feel all that emerges in this moment. Now love her. Now forgive her for not knowing the higher truths of the situation. See this five-year-old now smile back lovingly to you as she now recognises all is perfect. Now envision your father. Now love him. Love him for all that he is and for all the soul-expanding activations that he has given you. Forgive him, for he is lovingly playing his part in your life for a higher reason. In higher truth, there is nothing to forgive. However, as there is still alignment to fear, there is still alignment to forgiveness. Forgiveness is a vibration of love and it is a powerful tool in raising your frequency to one of love. If you are finding it challenging to love, then practice acceptance, practice compassion. They are all frequencies of love. Love is who you truly are. Love is who your father truly is. Love is who your five-year-old self is. Is.
1: I got chills in that one. Yep.
2: I want to go on to the last paragraph. Okay. We recommend you on your courage in exploring your pre-chosen life that you set for yourself with others. You are perfect and your journey is perfect. All players in your life are Perfect. It is about changing your perspective to that of love and oneness. It is about feeling it fully in order for you to move it from fear to love. You are ready. You are already healed, complete, and the powerful being that you seek. It is your journey here to remember it for yourself. Know that we love you. We are the loving presence around you. We will always be around you, for we are you. You are source and we are one. It is with much love and honor that we come forth for you. You are loved as you are loved. Send in Master Yeshua.
1: That last, well, this whole thing, but especially that last paragraph could have been written by Joshua. Um, so one thing Joshua says, is that we're all perfect as we are now. We have everything we need now. We don't need to get better in order to do what we are inspired to do now. We have everything we need. We can't get better because you can't improve perfection. We can expand through experience, but we're not going to ever be better than we are now or before. When we were born, we we're perfect. When we we're one, we're perfect. Two, we're perfect. We're perfect as we are. The goal or the idea here is to realize that now that Mm -hmm. there is don't wait for yourself to get better because you can't get any better. You have everything you need. The idea is to recognize that now. Also, everyone else is perfect too. Mm -hmm. I don't see a lot of people saying that everyone's perfect, but if you take that perspective that everyone is perfect, that improvement's impossible, that you can accept yourself now and accept them now, and you don't need them to be different than they are for you to be happy. You just rewrite your entire programming right there.
2: Right. And you know, why we are here, it is to remember who we truly are. You know, we call this ascension, enlightenment, the great awakening. What it is, is actually a remembering of who we are. So it's actually not obtaining some knowledge, it is actually just going further inwards. And that allows us to remember more of who we are. And in this question, um, Yeshua talks of divine blueprint. So what the beings of the light have told me what this is, is that it's an energetic system within your source self. Now what happens is that it contains imprints of all the lives you have lived, contains all the abilities required for this lifetime. And remember Rememberings of who you are. So basically, as you raise your frequency, your frequency becomes a key at certain levels, and it actually unlocks a divine blueprint. And what happens is then a remembering of who you are comes to the surface. And this can occur, you know, not just in glimpses of the lives you are living, glimpses of the powerful being that you are. It could be abilities all of a sudden being released to your conscious awareness. And you might think, wow, this ability just come out of nowhere. It didn't. You always had it. But because of your frequency allowed you to tap into your divine blueprint and, and basically release this remembering this ability within you and your conscious awareness. So the raising of frequency is key. And as Joshua says as well, and it's through love, the frequency of love where we can do that Yeah. and accepting all that is, is perfect.
1: Right. Including we'll ourselves. An acceptance. <laughs> Exactly. And yeah. we are, we are perfect examples of that. We raised our vibrations and this ability to channel came through. Mm-hmm. When I was doing the one on one, we had 20 people enrolled in the one on one, which was a six to 18 month program where the person would ask Joshua three to four questions a week over a period of time. 10 of the 20 people became channels. That ability emerged in them. As mm-hmm. people are in the boot camp, they are uh, raising their vibration in an eight week process from week to week to week, understanding how this universe works, who they truly are, what they're here to do, what, and then what their soul's purpose is. And all these things are being unlocked because they are raising their vibration to the frequency of love by doing Mm -hmm. the process. You know, this is amazing stuff. And this collective consciousness is, is just expanding like crazy. 10 years ago, you know, mm-hmm. there was nobody, you know, relatively interested in this stuff. Now we have um, we've got a lot of people in the Joshua community in Vancouver, and Abraham was in Seattle. There was six hundred people there. I remember going to Abraham's when there was a hundred people. You know, it mm-hmm. was booming the the different groups on Facebook about Law of Attraction, our podcast. All these things are booming. More and more people are flooding to it somehow Mm -hmm. because this collective consciousness, not just in America, because America was always on the leading edge of this. And I remember my first uh, Abraham event in like 2012 or 11, so eight or so years ago, there was one person from England there. She was young, and she worked for MI6 in the Secret Service. Oh, wow. I could never tell anyone about this. Everyone would think I'm nuts. It's so Mm -hmm. pessimistic in England. And now half the people that join the Friends of Joshua Facebook group are in England. It's amazing how it's happening. (laughs) And Pernilla is in uh, Sweden and Astrid's in Norway and Mm -hmm. Sari's in uh, Finland. And there's people all over Western Europe. um, Yeah. Audrey is, is translating all of this into French. She lives in Canada, but her group is all French, and that group is just growing like crazy, and they're just totally devouring this stuff. So it's, it's – and obviously Australia, some South Africa, some Saudi Arabia, tons yeah. of Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is wow. number, number six on the countries that are listening to this podcast.
0: That's
2: amazing.
1: Yeah. Well, it must be a lot of expats and stuff there, but mm. it's just amazing, you know? So it's, it's growing like crazy. Uh, okay. Let's get on. Before we got some time here. Let's get on to Joshua's answer. Dear Penilla, you do not have to accept your father. You do not have to love him. You could remain on the alert for the rest of your life. It doesn't really matter. When he transitions to the non-physical, he will be with you always in every moment. You cannot lose him. You are eternally connected. When you make your transition to the non-physical, you will rejoin him. However, he and you will be a little bit different than you are now. You will both lack the fear that is currently present in your relationship. So Joshua sets the stage here that says that you don't have to do anything. Nothing's wrong with your fear of interacting with your father, right? If you judge yourself as like, I should be a better daughter and I shouldn't have this fear, well, then you're just off on the wrong foot to begin with. If you accept that this is how it is and you accept it, you know, um, we have a lot of guilt around how we interact with our parents. And mm-hmm. guilt is just fear that we're not enough. That's right. Yeah. When he looks at you, he feels fear. He fears that you're not living up to your potential, right? Because mm-hmm. he, he knows things from that perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Pranilla is this great and powerful person and he sees her and and he has this fear that she's not living up to this. He feels that you are not happy in his presence. He feels fear for the mistakes he perceives he has made in the past. He worries about the future. He has all the fears every father has. He has not processed the limiting beliefs that lie beneath the fear. He has not done the work. Certainly, he sees you and the father-daughter relationship from a higher perspective now, and so it is better, but he still feels fear. Uh, And everyone feels fear. Everyone who, you know, even those of us who are doing the work still feel fear from time to time, but certainly Mm -hmm. those who are living in the old approach to life, because they love you, they want you to be happy, and they want you to do well. And if you do well, it alleviates their fear because... Mm -hmm. They are focused on you. And if you do whatever that activates their limiting beliefs, they're going to feel fear and they're going to act on urges to change you. Uh, Let's see. The fear shows up as negative emotion for him. It does not feel good. He perceives that you are the cause of his fear and negative emotion. He receives urges to change the conditions, and he believes that if he acts on these urges, he will change the condition and feel better. And so he may say something. That's simply his way of dealing with the negative emotion. You hear the words and your own limiting beliefs kick in. It simply means that you cannot become a vibrational match to the life you want until you process these limiting beliefs. Therefore, all of this is for you because you Mm -hmm. cannot ignore these strong emotions. You must process the limiting beliefs. Um, Those emotions tied around our family and those that are close to us Mm -hmm. um, are high because we can't ignore them, right? And we Mm -hmm. don't want to ignore them. But if you repress those emotions, then they go into the body, right? That's right. Just so, because you can't, if you're going to ignore your family, great, that's one thing. But you're not going to ignore the body. Yeah. Yep. You have done the work to reduce the intensity of the limiting beliefs around your relationship with your father. This is the reason he doesn't say as much, any bad stuff anymore it is all about your current perception of reality and has nothing to do with him it's about the work you've done this far soon your greatest teacher will be gone you will then insert some other figure into your life to take that role the time is right to to process as many limiting beliefs as you can now is the best time ever for doing this work same thing joshua joshua just said
2: Yeah, because it shows that no matter who the person is, they're your mirror. So yeah. even if her father was not in her life, those fears will be mirrored to her in another person unless yep. she does the work.
1: Right, yep. Uh, okay, I think this is the next one. You have done the work to reduce the... Okay. The only reason to do any of this work is to become a vibrational match to the life you prefer. As you do the work processing limiting beliefs and consciously choosing higher perspectives, you move closer to the authentic version of you that you are to become. As you resist any emotion and discount any manifestation event because you fear negative emotion, you simply stall the process of elevation. Nothing is wrong with this. You do not have to do anything you don't want to do. However, you will always be drawn to the highest version of you. And so you will continue to face manifestation events as intense or more so as these that occur with your father. So then you must take it a bit further. Why are you here? To expand through experience to discover who you truly are. Or we should say remember. You are a limitless and magnificent being of pure positive love and acceptance. Do you see that clearly? If not, why not? Do you continue to perceive yourself and your abilities from a limited perspective based on fear? If so, you must give up your limitations and become who you truly are. Your father allows you to see your own limitations. Compare how you are with your father compared to how you would be if you knew you were a limitless and magnificent being of pure positive love and acceptance. You would feel different. You would not be triggered. You would fully accept him and yourself as you both are. You would not, feel, you would not fear his arrival. You would be calm. You would not fear the manifestation events you'd appreciate them all your dad is doing is making you aware of the difference between who you are being and who you really are it is time to step into the magnificence of pernilla it is time to live it be it trust it and allow it it is time for you to stop hiding and come forth as your authentic self it is time to thank your dad for being the wonderful teacher he has been without him you would have never have found your way to these teachings and to the wonderful life you are living now. You will see that when he transitions to the not physical, you might as well believe it fully now and give him a big hug.
2: <laughs>
1: With our love, <laughs> we are Joshua.
2: <laughs> and I love that, how Joshua saying, you know, it's time repeatedly. Yeah. And you was saying, you're ready repeatedly. Right. So it's kind of, I like that little collation there, but um. It is all these cha- perceived challenges that we have, whether it's with relationships, whether it's with health. Mm-hmm. It's to allow us to go further inwards to reveal our life purpose to us. So, you know, he's playing this role for her. So, if you, it might be hard in the moment, but appreciate and and accept and be grateful that he is playing this role for you, so you can remember why you were here.
1: Yeah. So, what I liked on this last one too was. <clears throat> that he allows you to see the difference between who you truly are and how you're perceiving yourself now. Mm
0: -hmm. So if you
1: think of yourself, who you truly are, who we all truly are, are limitless and magnificent beings of pure positive love and acceptance. And so if you're not being magnificent, being fully accepting, being limitless if you're limiting yourself, you can see that by your interaction with your father. It makes it obvious. Mm-hmm. And I use that as a tool now. I say, if I was who I truly am, how would I face this situation? And and the answer is always, you wouldn't fear it. You, there'd be no fear in there. You wouldn't take that fear seriously. You'd be way more magnificent and far less limited. And so, mm-hmm. you know, uh, family, your body, health issues, but also, you um, m- you know, abundance and money. Money is a great teacher too. Oh, yes. Because because money shows you your limitations. You know, if you're worried about, Joshua said this other day, if you, you your people who are truly abundant financially have no clue how much money is in their wallet, in their bank account, or what their net worth is. They don't know. It changes, you know, Donald Trump has no idea what he's worth. Truly abundant people don't pay attention to those things because they realize that abundance is just a flow. It's coming in and out, you know. One day you're rich, the next day you're poor. If you ever want to see a good example of this, the movie Six Degrees of Separation with Will Smith. Uh, So in that, these two art dealers sort of adopt them, you know, sort of bring Mm. them in. And they... You can, you know, they're wealthy New York art dealers, yet they're going from feast to famine to feast to famine, back and forth. And this is how it is with truly abundant people. It's not this stream of dependable income coming in. It's these huge chunks that come in and go out quickly, you know, that whole thing. Mm -hmm. But how you feel about, you know, where the rent's going or, how much money is in your wallet or how much money is your bank account shows you how you're being compared to who you truly are. Mm-hmm. The more you are stepping out of your comfort zone to be this limitless, magnificent version of you in a humble way, by the way, not in a boastful, I'm so mm, great way. From the heart. This, yeah. yeah, from the heart. This true you know, being of service, doing what you are inspired to do in service, yeah. that idea, not to make yourself look good or be loved or whatever. Then, um, you know, then you can say, okay, well, why am I fearing this? We have a event coming up um, that we haven't announced yet. So I'll announce it now. So it's called the autumn abundance um, retreat here at this house in Newton, North Carolina. So between uh, 10 couples or singles, will be here in this house and we reserve the entire bed and breakfast across the street. So we, We'll have meditations. We'll have abundance workshops. We'll have Joshua live and we'll do all the cooking here. I'll cook for everyone. Um, We'll have games and stuff that we do. It's a lot of fun. So when I'm inspired by this idea, I'm like, oh, Jesus, we have to do it in September. And, you know, how are we going to arrange all this and who's going to come and blah, blah, blah. It's these same little fears. Mm -hmm. i'm like well if i'm a magnificent being of pure positive love and acceptance what would i do then i would just do it and know that i am going to vibrate at that level to attract those who are going to be having so much fun at this event because you know it's going to be a lot of fun so those sort of things stepping out of your comfort zone to do what you're inspired to do
2: and that's right and when you can do that the universe will would pay that in a way um, to allow you to give you the abundance for you to further do your life purpose. So I've understood as well that if you can tap more into your life purpose, and as you do that more and more, that's when you'll get the abundance because you're now on the flow of the universe, and because you know because of your pre birth intentions chose to explore a certain thing so the universe god um whoever you want to call it will come and support you in all the ways to allow you to fulfill that life purpose so whether that is with abundance um or whatever it is you'll that will be provided for you to allow you to live that life purpose
1: and that's exactly how the system works and what abundance is abundance is not money abundance is receiving anything you need and everything you need to do whatever you need to do when you need it. And if you're not doing anything, then abundance can't come. Mm -hmm. And if you're living small, abundance can't come because it wouldn't make any sense because you don't need things that you don't need, you know? And -hmm. you say, well, how about these people who won the lottery? Well, that is their experience, possibly of lack. And this is why there's a study done of people who won 1 million dollars in the lottery a huge portion of them 80 90% had lost it all in one year and mm-hmm. so what that experience is is not the experience of abundance it's actually the experience of lack because if you have nothing and you're not making nothing well you're not you're only experiencing lack on one level now imagine getting a million dollars and then losing it that feeling of lack will be a thousandfold And this Mm -hmm. is part of your spirits of lack. So abundance, when you understand that abundance is getting what you need to do, what you need to do, that just means do more. Yeah. Receive that inspiration and don't succumb to fear. Step out of your comfort zone and do whatever you're inspired to do. And don't worry about the money because it will come. Mm -hmm. The money always comes. And if you live back in your life, it always has come. You're not living on the street. You're not homeless. You know, You've not gone without a meal. All the stuff has come when you needed it, and it yeah, for you to. so there's no need and, to worry.
2: And also exploring your life purpose, like perhaps you're not in a frequency where you can, you know, reach that final step, or well, there is no final step, but right. the destination. I guess there is no destination. So if you feel guided to to do, for instance, some art or something, it may not be in this moment, okay, having to paint. Maybe it's about just looking at artwork on the computer. That could be your first step. So you don't have to think about, oh, I don't have the conditions to do to take that, that full step. It can be little steps in between and that will give you more insight about the path on which step to go. Mm.
1: That is – the most important part of this discussion about inspiration. Because Mm -hmm. when we're inspired to do something, we tend to mentally use our imagination to take it all the way to the extreme. That's right. And we are not a vibrational match to the conclusion of this inspiration, yet we're only a match to that first step, and you have to take all the steps to the vibrational level where you'll be a match to that that inspiration, inspirational idea at its conclusion. So everything has to be what step is in front of me right now. And what's the fear of me doing that one step? So the step was, the first step we had, let's make a poster and see what, what it looks like. And so we did the poster. And then the next step is to check with the bed of breakfast to see when they have a weekend available that we can rent the whole thing. And so we had one weekend we could do it. So we chose that weekend. And now we committed to that. And so now we'll start sending out the information and it'll work out. And it always does. And It'll be fantastic. Every, everything we ever do is always fantastic.
2: Mm. It is.
1: <laughs> All right. So this was another brilliant episode. Um, we're getting tons of great feedback. Everyone loves your accent. Everyone, oh. loves, <laughs> everyone loves you reading you, the, the uh, whoever you're channeling for the week and and the way that you read it, everyone's totally into that too. The two of us are you know different in our formats because I'm very fast and you read nice and slow and everyone can understand every single word you say and no you know, one can understand what I say.
2: <laughs> it's very interesting because I'm reading it out. I'm being conscious to read it out slowly, but generally, I don't know if I am just talking to you, but usually I talk very, very fast so yes. um, I do make the intention to to slow my pace. I'm going to read the questions. That's it's right. It's great.
1: Awesome. This is a lot of fun. Good. It is. So we'll we'll get together again. We will. Um, I'll send you another question, and next week we'll get together and we'll do another one one of these, and we'll keep awesome. on our roll. We'll awesome. build that momentum. So, right. everyone, uh, Kimberly, tell everyone how they can get in touch with you.
2: All right, so all the information, just come over to the website at beingsofthelight.com. There you'll find links to YouTube, Patreon, also um, our social media communities. I invite you to join our Beings of the Light with Kimberly community, and we can um, engage in more conversations there. So it's all on the website. Excellent. Or the link.
1: And if you're not yet a member of the Friends of Joshua Facebook group, Just go to Facebook and type in Friends of Joshua and we will hook you up with that. Um, This is the Law of Attraction Roundtable on iTunes, Podbean, everywhere podcasts are. But there's also the Joshua Live. Please follow this podcast. Please check out that one and follow that one. And if you have any questions for Kimberly or I, send them to... Is it Joshua Questions at Gmail? Let's see right here. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let's see what it is. Um, I don't know. I think it's Joshua Questions at Gmail, or you can just send it to the Joshua Teachings at G- Gmail. Either one, it's fine. We'll figure that out. I'll probably put a little link here if you want to ask questions. Yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, Also, you can join Joshua Live on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Just go to the Facebook group. There'll be a link there. You can actually watch as Joshua comes forth and even ask a question. Until next week, thank you for being here, Kimberly.
0: Well, thank you for having me.
1: And I will see you all later. Bye-bye.
0: See you later. Thank you for joining us on the Teachings of Joshua Roundtable. Remember, you are loved more than you can imagine by more than you could ever count.